The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. To connect with Empirical Investing Radio, please call 1-866-472-5790. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith, sitting next to Ethan Broga. We are both certified financial planners and partners in Seattle-based practice of wealth management, Empirical. This show is designed to share with you prudent ideas on how to enhance and uh, increase your investment and financial planning success and meet all your financial objectives. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. Good to see you as usual. Good to be here. You're in tip-top condition. <laughs> Ready for the show. Well, thanks for the compliment. I appreciate that. Hey, you deserve it. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> um, today on a show, Ethan, we talked. Uh, we've been talking about going over some of pulling some some predictions out of the vault. We haven't done it in quite some time, and we like to do it at least at the turning points of of years at the end of the. The previous year and, and heading into next year. Right. So I know we were going to start with uh, some stock market and individual stock predictions that were made. And we don't have, probably have time to go through a whole bunch of different areas. So we'll, I think we're going to talk about some that we pulled off of CNN, CNN's money site. Right. And then I, if there's time, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about an um, interesting little article we were looking at for um, places to retire. And uh, better, bet the best and worst uh, for retirement as it relates to tax efficiency. Right. So just different uh, places around the country. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that might be a good time. And uh, I, this show is live, so if you want to chime in uh, with any comments throughout the show, give us a call at 866 Niner zero. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. I'm sorry, did I hear a niner in there? <laughs> That's a niner. <laughs> or you can shoot us an email. We got our man Simone monitoring the emails throughout the show. Contact at empiradio.com. That's contact at empiradio.com. Simon, any any emails or phone calls yet? No emails. All right. Ethan, do you want to uh, uh, invite our listeners to uh, take advantage of anything? Um, tell a little bit about what we're trying to do here. Well, yeah, a couple things. I mean, sure. if we sure. we got a caller or sure. we got a, an email from a, a listener out there um, today while the show is live, again, I'd happily provide a, a free book, um, one of my one of my favorite investing books of no no charge, 
and certainly no obligation. I just completely out of the, the kindness of my heart. I'd love to share that type of information. Oh, you're a generous uh, individual, that's for sure. Sure. And then, um, you know, if you're if you are an individual investor and actually looking for for some help and guidance, um, you know, I think we'd be a good place to start. You know, I, I know uh, most folks out there probably take a sample and look around and visit with a few different advisors before they ultimately make a choice of who to work with. But uh, I think at least at minimum, if you're you're serious about getting some some professional help, that uh, you might consider us uh, at least among the mix of others. And I think uh, if we have a chance to get together, I think you'd you'd, you'd see pretty well that. I think what we have to offer here is pretty unique, and we offer some some excellent recommendations um, and, and, and advice. So give us a call. And I know one of the things that, uh, Ethan, you've done a lot of work on and we specialize in is the retirement uh, distribution phase That's of exactly life. Right. I mean, we are very good at planning, helping you plan for retirement, but also figuring out, well, how will I get my income and uh, we see a lot of mistakes get made that uh, can can de de uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but uh, make your retirement less than all that it could be. Yeah, suboptimal. Uh, suboptimal. That's the word I've been using. Yeah, that's it. Um, so you want to really maximize your opportunities there and minimize the risk of a catastrophe or falling short. Right. And that is a, it takes a lot of work and a lot of planning to do that. Yeah, this is not just. It goes way beyond just what stocks and bonds to own. It isn't. It isn't that type of thing. There's a lot, um, a lot below the surface that, in terms of details, need to be covered to help you maximize your opportunity for retirement. And make sure you're not taking any unnecessary risks, so that you really can enjoy retirement the way that you envision it. And it's something you know you don't have. You can't just start all over again from scratch. You know. Right. That's true. So. This is the time of life, you know. If you're like, that's a good point, Ken. If you're you're 40 or even 45 or 50, you know, you still have many working years to recover from from perhaps a, an unlucky decision. But once you enter retirement, the die is cast. You have to make sure that you're you're doing all that you can in terms of tax minimization strategies, uh, maximizing Social Security pensions, and understand how all these things work together along with your your cohesive, coordinated retirement plan. So we would love to help you with that. So give us a call. Uh, it doesn't have to be on the air today, but if you'd like to reach us off the air, you can call us at our, our Empirical Headquarters here in Seattle at 206-923-3474. And feel free to ask for Ken or Ethan, and we'll be happy to speak with you. Sounds good. Well, Ethan, the uh, vault segment we're going to go to, where we pull predictions out. We put take predictions, we put them in the vault, and then we pull them out later. Yeah. To see how accurate those predictions are. I'm going to go ahead and let's hey, try to fire that I'll up. Now, dig gonna, deep, I'm me gonna, amigo. I'm, dig gonna, deep. I'm not sure. I might need some help. No, I got it. All I, right. I'm good. Let's see. There's a little dust on this one. That wasn't easy, man. It, the door's oh. heavy. <clears throat> I got to say, this is my favorite part of the show. Yeah. I love the predictions. You love it. Now, why don't you tell preface, why do we even do this and what what is it about? How does this help? Help our listeners make better decisions. Well, I think what should they be focusing on throughout this? Yeah, well, today, for example, we'll be talking about um, the CNN money, you know, 10 best stocks for 2011. Mo' money. So I'm confident there are more than a couple people who have read this. You know, I would guess literally hundreds of thousands of people, I'd guess, read this particular article when it came out and might even be looking there for advice uh, or any other similar type of web or print media 
for advice on, hey, what, what stocks should I own? What hot stocks should, should I own for 2011? And I think our, our overriding issue is, is that that's the bad place. It's a bad place to be finding advice, for one thing. Um, you know, these people don't know anything about your personal circumstances. They don't know what degree of risk you should be taking with your portfolio. They don't know how any of these stocks fit specifically into your, you know, your life, your portfolio. So, aside from the fact that, and as I think we'll see, the results aren't aren't great. And on top of that, you took on tons and tons and tons of risk, and perhaps more than you needed to. So I'm anxious, Ken. You might have something to add to that, but that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I think it's it's really holding. If you if things are looking good, for example, uh, I think the analysts, the news media, and individuals tend to project that into the future and try to kind of take advantage of the current trend, as it were, rather than preparing themselves for an unpredictable future. And that's what we do for clients, right? When we build and construct our portfolios, we're not paying a lot of attention to the current and immediate trend uh, because it's very likely that it's going to reverse. Right. And so the idea that if you look at holding yourself individually accountable, but also some of the, um, you know, that sometimes we have uh, listeners and investors and even clients and friends and family that come to us and they're pulling articles out of, out of, the general media, right? They're getting them either on TV, they're getting them through papers, they're getting them online through all kinds of things. And there's all, and their 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 inclination is to take action on these because there's usually some prediction. Hey, this is what's going to happen. Whether it is currently yep. as as the stress in Europe uh, has been evolving, it's probably be very easy for me to Google stories and find several that say, hey, Europe's going to collapse and they're all going to you know, go into a depression or, or go under completely, which will then drag down the United States markets, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, I'm venturing to say I wouldn't have to dig probably too hard to find some of that. Now, the question then is, everybody knows the current situation in Europe, right? Will that dominate the headlines next year? You know, will those articles or who, those those predictions about what will happen. We don't know what's going to happen exactly, right? Yeah, but what if we prepared ourselves for a variety of outcomes um, and we didn't take that advice and, and specifically concentrate our portfolio and, and maybe the answer, maybe the current uh, way of doing that would be to pull all your money out of inter- developed international stocks or European stocks and bonds. That right. would be one strategy that sure. you could do. Mm-hmm. And overweight somewhere else, whether it be in an asset like gold, artwork, U.S. housing, diamonds, bricks, you know, whatever, sticks, whatever you think is valuable, Ethan, I don't, I don't know. I said diamonds. Um, oh, diamonds are good, too. Yeah. yeah guy like you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're a diamond kind of guy. Um. So let's let's talk about this here. We, we we've got a couple of minutes in this segment, and I, I want to spend as much time on the show because it, it there couldn't be a more important thing to to look at, um, and, and and start to recognize how how the media is not always working for you. And so the first thing is the stock outlook for 2011, and this is off of CNN Money, so it's not just some kind of way out there website that we sometimes get information from where it's a little bit you know you might question like hey you guys just dug this up from somebody who's a little bit out 
and out, out out there. Maybe left field. Yeah, left field. That's right. what I meant. Gotcha. So CNN money here. We got about a minute. Let's start the article. Starks have had this. So this this article was beginning first week or so of January right. of this year. Stocks have had a great run since the bot since bottoming out nearly two years ago. And Wall Street experts anticipate 2011 to be no different. Investment strategists and money managers expect the S and P to rise 11 percent on average, according to an exclusive CNN Money survey. In fact, not one of the 32 experts surveyed by CNN Money think that the S and P will decline this year. Wow, not one. Oh, we could stop right there for a second. Wow. Oh, boy. We got to take a break. We'll <laughs> come we right should. back and uh, let's talk about this. All right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, then we're back. 
uh, Empirical Investing Radio, your co-host uh, Ethan Brogan, alongside Kent Smith. We're uh, about to start. We just pulled something out of the vault from earlier uh, this year. Uh, it was uh, stock predictions for 2011, and we wanted to see where a couple of these lined up. Uh, Ken, you want to kick us off with that? Well, we were starting with the broad market predictions. So the uh, analysts, there was 32, and uh, none of them expected out of the whole 32, not one of them said that the S&P would decline this year. And so far, I think we are slightly above even on the S&P. Yeah, the, the S&P started at uh, 1243, it looks like. And we're sitting at 1254? That is correct. You are correct, sir. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. What are you saying? I, I was incorrect. That oh. was just for today. <laughs> it's my bad. Hey, it's my bad. Pull yourself together. There we go. Uh, 1271 on, on, on the S&P. January 3rd, that's where it opened up. Okay. So relative to that, we're actually negative right now. Okay. Slightly. I, I, didn't, I didn't pull the chart. I have the so chart. So we are negative so far. Based on the price, for yes. The year. Okay, price. If there were dividends, we didn't have the time to calculate that out, what the return would be. But they're talking about... Um, where the level it would close at. So all 32, if we closed where we were today, all 32 of them would have been wrong. Yeah. And right? I, presumably these aren't people hey, just... forget just, about <laughs> it. You know what I'm talking about? What's funny... Forget or, about it. Funny these are how, corporate fat cats we're talking about here. Uh, they're people in the, in the business of making predictions for stocks, right? So, right. I mean, they're not like pulling, you know, my neighbor or something about how, where the stock market's going to end up. These people have, have experience and understanding and knowledge about how markets work and how to invest and stuff, I presume. So I'm surprised by that. Yeah, so not one of the 32 experts surveyed by CNN Money think the S&P will decline this year. Now, here's a quote. Everything seems to be in place for the stock market to rise, said Whedon & Company market strategist Stephen Goldman. His predictions are pure gold. So these are the market strategists for the whole company. Yeah, and his 12-month uh, target for the S&P fell right in line with the consensus estimates. They're all drinking the same Kool-Aid. You know, passing the bottle around the room here right. at thirteen ninety. So they were projecting uh, uh, the level to be thirteen ninety at the end. We still have decent earnings growth and and uh, stimulative policies for the government that will help stocks keep up their performance. According to the survey, corporate profits will improve ten percent over the course of the year, with earnings per share in the S and P averaging just above ninety two in two thousand eleven. But that out might look, outlook might look be too sunny, cautions Wells Fargo's uh, chief macro strategist, Gary Thayer. He projects corporate earnings will be 6%. Right, let me skip through. Uh, a lot of the company balance sheet up this point have benefited uh, significant cost-cutting, not sustained revenue growth. And we don't expect to see strong revenue growth in 2011 either. Actually, I don't know if that came true. I think we did have some pretty good earnings and revenue growth. Uh so CNN Money Survey, where are the markets headed? He added the government lose like the uh, tax cut, compromise, and the Federal Reserve's uh, $600 billion injection will prop up the markets in the first half of the year, but will lose steam during the later half. Um, if the Fed winds down its program in the middle of the year, as, as, as it is suggested, we think the second half could be more volatile and challenging for the stock market there, so... Well, part is, I mean, I don't know what caused it exactly, well, it, but it certainly it has been more volatile. Definitely has had to, yeah, been that way. I don't know it's because of that. I think a right. lot of it was because it started with the debt ceiling and then what was going on in Europe actually was the... So sometimes these guys actually get right, but for all the wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they take credit for, for the time. Uh, but his he had the worst, which was up 3%, so he was still wrong. 
Yeah, so far. I mean, up at this point, I hope. Yeah. I hope that we're. I mean, it's not like I'm. I want negative returns. No, that's not what we're looking for. Yeah, I, I want positive returns. It's just interesting to check out the the advice where people are getting. Other experts are more optimistic, including your man at Goldman Sachs, David Costin, who's forecast for a 13% rise in the S&P uh, in 2000, um, was exactly where the index closed out the year. So I, I have a sense that some of these guys are being pulled because of their recent performance. Oh, I see. They, mean they, they predicted it pretty well the prior year? Yep. And so that's what they must have some skill. So they're, they're the ones being... Uh, there was only 32. We I know see. there are thousands of analysts. Right, right. Maybe that had something to do with who they're pulling this year. Well, who makes was, sense. Who did a good job last year. Right. Uh, for 2011, though, your man at Goldman Sachs is predicting another 15% jump. Oh, I'd, I'd like that. I don't know if we're going to get it. You would have liked that. I would have liked it. You bet you would. I mean, there's still time. Just yeah. not a lot of time. Not a lot of time? Yeah, there's only another. I mean, he was left. really th- looking for a sizzling scenario here. Indeed. But instead, it sounds like... Okay, so the market hasn't even caught up with the profit, blah, blah, blah. Um, So um, on the broad-based, not one of the 32 were correct, even the Wells Fargo guy who had his own reasons to think that the market wasn't going to go up as much. Right. Um, Now, within that same article, brace yourself, Ethan. For this one. Hey, are we getting to the individual stock picks now? Here's what you could have done with those market uh, with those market predictions. But let's see if the, <laughs> if, um, if the uh, if the stock predictions were any better. So they the, they got to be better. These are pretty pretty bright guys who did pretty well pretty well the the, the prior year. These guys are probably the top tier, right? I, presumably, they make a living. Top at this. shelf. They make a living at doing Blue this. Blue chip. I would guess, right? Okay. And they get paid to make predictions like that and, and be accurate. They, they do. They should be. They do. Now, I'm sure as unpredictable news events unfolded, they adjusted their attitudes and views. And I'm sure if we pulled, if we called each one of these guys and had them in here, all right, they would have said, "Oh, I changed my view long before." You know that. The problem with that is that's <laughs> not a good. All of us would change, right? After Enron goes to zero, I told you to sell Enron. I, hey, I changed my view on Enron. Yeah, you know, I'm not buying any more Enron. Well, how does that help? As soon as they were under investigation, I, I, I was having a sell on Enron. There should be a lot of disclosure within the article that says, "Hey, this is how I feel right now. We change our investment strategy almost every day." Right. If that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, and you need to really be tuned into this um, to get those changes. But we we see the track records in, the, in within the mutual funds. Yeah. Um, yeah. What they actually do doesn't enhance the return. So let's get to the stock situation, Ethan. I, I think we should. Yeah. Ten best stocks for 2011. Uh, this is still in the CNN Money article here in January of 2000, early January of uh, 2011. Stocks should also get a nice boost from the return of retail investors who are just beginning to pull their money out of the bond market and investing it back into stocks, Riley added. More people have joined the bullish bandwagon for 2011 because individual investors are ready to purchase stocks for the first time in a long time, Riley said. Retail investors are typically late to the game because they wait for confirmation that the economy is improving. With the forecast for modest economic growth ahead, market experts are still favoring the industrial stocks to be among the best-performing sectors in 2011. The sector already rose 25% in 2010. Oh, 
Strategists are also fans of energy as commodity prices continue to soar and technology companies which boast some of the strongest balance sheets. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Ethan, the utility sector, which is sensitive to changing interest rates, will likely be the worst performing sector. All right, so blah, blah, blah. Let's get into the 10, um, 10 best stocks here that they, that they list. I'm going to pull the article um, real quick. And uh, I started with, um, you know, they're, they're just in order here of, uh, you know, of, um, of the, uh, the way the article is yeah. written. Right. So I'm going to, I'm just going to click back here to the first one. And the first one, I think I handed you a sheet with that first one on it. The first one here that they have is, uh, a company called, um, Mosaic Company. And, uh, let me get to the data cause this is going to probably blow your mind, Ethan. Mosaic Company uh, was their, at least I don't. They don't say that they're listed in order of their favorites, but they start with this one first. Yeah. And so for the year to date, it's down about thirty three percent. Wait, what we was were that? saying? The S and P is slightly under its start period. It's down thirty about thirty three thirty four percent. It's negative thirty four percent. That blows my mind. You are correct, sir. Wow. Um, so if that was their top pick, these are out of thousands of companies. There's 500 in that S and P 500 index, yeah. And you can expand beyond that, right? And we're into the 5,000 stocks in the market. Sure. Plus, mm-hmm. these are. Hey, we're going to pick. We got our brightest guys on top of this one. We're going to pick the 10. How hard would it be, or should it be, to pick the 10 that you just buy and kick back and relax? And at the end of the year, you're making no hand over fist here. It seems like it should be not terribly tough. Should be easy breezy. Yeah, I mean, you know, for folks who are who are in the game, right? Who, who make a living at doing this? <laughs> We're in the game, right? Right. Okay. So, so uh, I I look through these. I'll just kind of go through. Um, I'm just going to click through. So the next the next one. Hey, hey! Before you tell us the answer, go. I want to hear. I want to hear. What's some applause? If it's if it's positive or boo boo. If it's negative. Oh, okay. I got to work the. Yeah. I got to work the thing. I got to work sound effects. I'm just here for Simone's the. Simone's just kicking back, sipping uh, diet cokes, <laughs> eating cracked cheese balls and pretzels over here. No one can time it as well as you oh, can. Okay. I'll I'll see what I can do. So you're saying for um. For uh, mosaic there because of uh, you know we if we have time we can kind of get through some of the um some of the, the reasons, but uh, I think if you if you bought that one, you would have got hammered pretty good. Probably. Right? Oh! Bad, bad move on that one. That's my favorite one. Okay. You like that, don't you? Okay, that's enough, guys. <laughs> Can we get these people out of here now, son? Okay, so... Um, where was I? Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I switch it back before sound effects. I got articles. It was the ten. Uh, the, the next one on the list is what we were looking for. And uh, so Mosaic, because they were corn, right? They do fertil- uh, fertilizer, and they were supposed to cash in big time. Um, the next one in, in their group was uh, the company. It was Dow, but uh, no, Ag- Agrium. A-G-R-I-U-M, the symbol A-G-U. The basic argument for this company was similar to the Mosaic 
increased production of biofuels combined with rising global food demand means more need for fertilizer. But uh, with agrium, that's only half the story, Ethan, because natural gas and other areas represented a good chunk. And uh, and that one, um, that was AGU, right? Yeah. On the symbol on that one. Correct. And uh, I make sure AGU, there it is. Seems like I can't lose. Um, seems like I can't lose proposition. We got one minute. We'll come back uh, if I can't get this up in time here. I just want to make sure that. That uh, we get it. I got a lot of stuff on the screen. Me, I can call it up. Hey, hang on. Let me help you out here, bro. I got it. You, you got, got it? it. I got it. Oh, oh, here it is, Ethan. It was down twenty five percent so far. Oh, for the year. That's too bad. So, uh, does that mean you want a little? Oh, hold on a second here. Yeah, I was hoping for no, the sound effect. That's not it. That's not. It. You want this before? Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, so that was a big loser. The market's just slightly under even for the year. Yeah. Your top two stocks are both down 20 plus percent. We'll be right back. We'll go through the rest of these. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You 
You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, we're back. Uh, Empirical Investing Radio. Uh, Ken and Ethan with you today. We're going over some of the, the top. Well, I don't know if they're the top, but the, the, the 10 best stocks to own for 2011 from according to CNN Money Magazine, at least their online version. And uh, we've already gone through two of these, Ken, and, and the first two year-to-date haven't done so well. They're both negative significantly, down about 20% or more uh, so far this year. That's right. So if you're just tuning in, what we're doing is our vault segment where we go back in time to predictions that were made at the beginning of this year. So we're not saying these are their predictions today. Right. These were their predictions at the beginning of year for, for 2011. What stocks, first of all, where was the market going to be? And they were complete, all 32 analysts were, were wrong. And then secondly, now they tiered down into their top 10 picks. And so, so far we've gone through two of them. And uh, the average of those have been down 20 plus percent. So out of the 10, and the S&P is just a little under being even for the year. Right. So we're going to quickly try to go through the best I can, Ethan. I'm only a man. Uh, I know you think I'm a machine. But uh, we'll go through the rest of these. And uh, I was saying the next one was was Dow. Uh, cheap natural gas prices are a boon for, for Dow Chemical. This was their write-up at the time of this, uh, apparently. Uh-huh. And um, – uh, in terms of cost production and such and so forth, Tom Marisco, who uh, counts Dow as the top 10 holding in his Marsico Focus and Marsico Growth Funds. So where did the Dow, where's the Dow? Well, it's down about 18% year to date. Um, so I don't know how Tom feels if he's still holding it. I can't, I can't speak to that, but... Um, <laughs> Hold on a second. I'll, I'll, I'll get you here. Oh, here we go. All right. So, anyways. All right. Um, <laughs> I like your style. The next one. The next one here on the list, Ethan. Um, this looks like a good one. Uh, the, the write-up on this one was very, was very uh, compelling. Is Transocean, the disaster that killed 11 workers and spilled millions of, ga- of gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, didn't just crush BP stock. It also sank the shares of offshore driller Transocean. Hmm. Um, the rig was insured. Um, investors feared the company would be held liable for billions of cleanup, uh, but they... There's a whole long story here that they give, and analysts agreed that the early worries were overblown. So that one, uh, symbols, was RIG. Um, I'm going to pull that up real quick, Ethan, and we'll see where that uh, where that takes us. I'm anxious. <laughs> You're going to like this one, me amigo. Down about 42.5% year-to-date. Wow. So um, That's unlucky. Uh, yeah, that... That that hurts. It stings. It does sting. Um, so hang on a sec. We're through four, the top four now, right? And all are negative. Through the top four, I'm not. I, I didn't restack these in. Uh, oh, sorry. Thanks for that. Um, I didn't. No, I'm just reading them in the order they had them in the article. If you were back in January of this year, and you said, "Hey, I'm going to pick the very 
top 10 stocks according to these analysts that CNN polled. Um, and I want to go with the safe bets. These were the ones that they were saying to buy, and this is what's happened so far. There was a couple more trading days in the year here, though. Sure, sure. Where things could turn around. Right. But, and I, I'll, I'll kind of shortcut. I did look <laughs> ahead, and there are two or three of these that are positive for the year. Oh, that's good. Um, interestingly enough, none of them are to the degree that the losers lost. Um, the winners did not win to that to that, to that degree. degree. Yeah, I see. they might be 10, 15 percent, as we'll see um, in here. But they're they're not nowhere near the the amount of loss. And I didn't have time. I would have quickly put it in a spreadsheet and equally weighted these stocks and see what your average return would have been. Right. But just kind of off the cuff here, it's probably would have been you know a 15 to 20 percent underperformance over the uh, the market, picking the best stocks you could possibly own. Mm-hmm. For the year, the way that things looked, at least back in January, and uh, according to these very smart individuals, the next one was Royal Dutch Shell. Um, again, we're we're in the offshore driller kind of scenario, um, in that category. Um, analysts expected it to increase profits at a higher rate than any of the big oil brethren over the next two years. Blah blah blah. And let's see what that one has done. It might that one might be the one uh, that was positive symbol on that one's R R D S A. Let's let's just pop it up, Ethan, and see see what we get see what here. Comes out. Yeah, see see if you like like what happens. All right. Oh, geez, this one uh, this one is positive, Ethan. It looks like about eight percent. Oh, that's up great on a price. That's good. So one of them has panned out, and you did outperform with that one. Excellent. But again, it's up about eight or nine percent for the year. Yeah. Hey, may I interject here briefly? Yeah, please do. Well, I was looking up please why, do. why you're mentioning it. The uh, in the last part of this article, uh, they talk about what sectors what sectors to avoid, and so I quickly looked those up as well. It says here toward the end of the article. Uh, meanwhile, the utilities sector, which is sensitive to changing interest rates, will likely be the worst performing sector as investors anticipate rising rates. Uh, well, I looked I looked at that particular sector, just picked up the uh, Vanguard ETF that captures utilities. I like your style. Just just because that's probably a pretty good gauge. Uh, Year-to-date, any any guess? This Remember, this is the one they're, they're, they want you to avoid because they don't think it's going to do very well. Uh, whew, utilities? Yep. So utilities, the one they said avoid, avoid. in this article, right. was the one that's done pretty well. It's up about 12%. Wow. The next stock, Ethan, was Lennar, you know, the, the construction, uh, one of the largest home builders, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically they kind of gave a, a, a story that, hey, we, uh, we'll, we'll, see some, uh, we'll see some pickup here. And uh, it says right here. By the time everybody believes there's a recovery, it'll be too late. Lennar could be up 40 or 50 percent. And uh, lo and behold, those Ethan on this one, Lennar for the year is up about for a whopping four percent for the year. Hey, all right. So again, a slightly better. Yeah. So so far, our two two winners we've had yeah. um, are up. Uh, the next one on the list. Um, and I'm pretty sure the rest of them are losers here. When I looked, I'm just giving you a little sneak preview. All right. Uh, East West Bank Corps. Um, it's a regional bank, and apparently it got it got hammered at, at one point, and that's EWBC was the uh, the symbol. And I'm, let's see if I can get that one up here. 
There it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, that one is about even for the year. Well, that's, you know. So just maybe slightly better than the S&P for the year um, on that one. So I guess I got to I gotta give, give them some props there on that one. Um, oh, hold on a second. I can't get this cash register off. That's <laughs> so much money. <laughs> All right, it was that good that year. It, it was good. It we was the three minutes. chime. Let's. Uh, I, I'm having to flip. I just have one screen in here, so I'm flipping around. But uh, Royal Caribbean was another winner. Um, the cruise line. Oh yeah, uh, you're a cruise kind of guy. Well, I'd like to go on one. I, um, I don't. I haven't, but it sounds fun. You know, because people weren't vacationing during the the main um, part of the uh, recession there. Yeah. So they're probably cruising like crazy but uh let's see what that did real quick okay that one's down about 46 47 percent wow i got really beat up do you like that that's surprising that that was a pummeling as i'm saying the ones that have that beat the market so far um they're they they're they're not they're not blowing it away by 40 percent yeah or 50 percent right um it's it it would it would have not been a a, a good choice to have. Yeah. So, two thumbs down on that one. That one would have been quite painful, actually. And uh, the next one here was Entropic. And it says, now I want you to hear this, Ethan. Listen to me, and I want you to listen good. Okay, I'm paying attention. This Go is their, their view on this one. It says, every stock portfolio needs one swing for defense's bet on the latest gotta-have-a-gadget or technology. San Diego-based Entropic is our pick. The company makes semiconductor conductor chipsets that operate a home networking system known as MOCA. That's technology behind multi-room DVR players marketed at Nizium by DirecTV and Verizon that allow you to record a TV show in one room and then watch it in another. It's going to blow your mind. I want that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it all it, it sounds pretty good, and this... Is, uh, comes to a bigger point that we should get to when we come back, which is do the hot stocks that come up with really cool things always or companies always turn out to be the best stock? Hmm. Um, that That's an interesting thought process. So let's look at the uh, return on that, and then we'll, we'll go on a break here in the last minute. It's down 55%. So the top, oh, no. the one that they were clearly saying, hey, this is our best idea, swing for defense, we're gonna knock it out of the ballpark. Hey, I noticed. I noticed all these things. They sound great. Every one of these stocks, like, no, you it, read the story, right? It sounds great. It's exciting, but it doesn't work it's out. It's a lot of sizzle. Hmm. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. 
Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right. Well, welcome back. I, I guess we missed the return music there, Ethan. I don't know exactly what's happening, but uh, sometimes some live live shows stuff like that happen. Yeah. Well, that makes it exciting. Definitely keeps exciting. keeps you on on the edge. So, Ethan, the last stock that they had picked out of the ten, and we'll kind of summarize all this and try Sounds to get good. to other stuff, but uh, was Apple, which was up twenty four percent, twenty five percent year to date. Yep. So that was the biggest winner of the group. And so kind of to summarize it, you had 10 stocks that were supposedly their best picks. Um, four of them, one barely above the market. The other three, um, two of them two of them below 10%, and one, and one that is above 20%. But then you have the other six stocks, right, that range from underperforming the market by 20 to close to 55%. Um, So, like I said, if you bought those, you would have significantly underperformed the market for the last 12 months. And it's interesting because if you look at the the previous 12 months, most of those stocks had did reasonably well relative to the the stock market. Uh Um, That's our point with this is these are professionals who get paid and if they're putting themselves out on the line here to to make these predictions, you better believe that they're not that they are doing their research. But imagine what what the average person who's just coming up with stock ideas, um, based on the current market news mm-hmm. and what was happening at that time. These seem to be logical picks. Now, sometimes the market it, it's not a matter of just the fact uh, that the revenues weren't there. Um, sometimes market tastes and preferences. And how people feel about the the future are affecting these these stock prices, um, as we've talked about how some of these stocks are reasonably valued. You know, even looking at Apple, it's trading it was trading around thirteen times earnings right now. Yeah, um, it's not you know based on the last twelve months of earnings necessarily that they're a bad deal, but if if market news change, people are always trying to discount future events. Um, and if we had a if Europe collapsed. The, the 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 these stocks that they're picking commodities type stocks energy right they were assuming that because our market was was recovering that we were back on track and those stocks would would do quite well in that kind of a scenario 
what wasn't mentioned in this in these early earlier in the year in these articles was what ultimately happened with Europe and the uh, and the threat and the idea that that they were going to have a financial crisis and uh, and then that would subsequently drag us back and therefore energy prices were weren't going through the roof right so our advice first of all is we would never own 10 stocks so the premise of the article is ridiculous and should never be printed because that's the most dangerous thing someone can do. I mean, you can see it in these numbers. Market's not down 55%. Well, one of these stocks is. And the average of the losers is down probably between 35 and 40%. Yeah. I mean, again, if you're in a situation where... Uh, yeah, a situation. Where you're retiring, right, and you're looking for some financial advice. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, I'm sure some people don't, but I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, find advice, but some people would would look at this and say, "Hey, this is a good idea." Looking at the descriptions of what's being touted as, as the stocks to own for the next year is pretty compelling. I mean, the stories sound pretty darn good. Um, and if you are at a, a point in life where you are retiring and you're hanging on to the returns that you get for these stocks for the next couple of years, boy, you really got burned, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> that was lucky. Nailed that one. But gee, it's a, it's a it's a tough thing. I mean, obviously, don't do it is the main point. Uh, I guess my main point, and, and be diversified would be the other thing I would say. Yeah, because you're gonna get you're gonna get hammered on these things more often and, than not. Uh, more often than not. So uh, I don't know how much time we have here, Ethan, but yeah, I would be surprised. Right. I, I would bet if this this person who wrote the article was gonna be uh, would go on to say things that would would likely do poorly for for 2011. I, I bet they would say treasuries too. You know, they would right. as, as of things to avoid. You should avoid utilities, and you should probably avoid treasuries because those seem to be overbought. Um, whereas, again, the opposite has happened this year. You know, utilities are rather utilities have done well relative to the market at large, and treasuries have done phenomenally well over the last year, and especially tips, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, those are up a phenomenal amount. Um, so, if you're taking advice from folks like these, uh, obviously, you have, the risk is so so great um, that you're not. It's not going to work out. And there's better strategies that you can utilize to help protect the money that you've worked so hard to earn. And it's not even just the tips. It's uh, if you think about currency predictions that get made all the time. Sure. Um, and and how volatile uh, those can be. Which which currencies would have at the beginning of the year would be interesting to look back and say, hey, which ones would have been predicted to do better, and which ones the worst, and organize those and rank them. Uh, I'd 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 say that you frequently find that that the analysts are wrong about that. Yeah, looking at the beginning of the year, I, I'm highly confident that if we go, we have the, the tail of the tape here, look back a year, you would probably say, hey, emerging markets will continue to do well, uh, that uh, the euro probably will stay where it was relative to the dollar. But the, the opposite has happened over the last, especially the last six months. Uh, dollars gained strength a, a lot relative to the euro and even other uh, you know, emerging market currencies as well. Well, Ethan, if there's time, I, I the uh, you had sent me this article and um, had to do with the top ten worst states for retirees, and I was thinking, hey, you know, one of the way that people can uh, can help conserve money, and one of the things that we focus on uh, are the controllable factors, rather than again trying to pick the top ten stocks, which is a, a fruitless exercise in, in futility. Sure, um, it's the same as like picking a horse, right? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, you don't. So, um, you know, one of the things you can do is, is try to manage your tax bill a little bit. Sure. And so I thought this article 
that apparently was originally published in the uh, is it Kiplinger's magazine, right? That uh, the top ten, uh, but it's in this advisor one that you get you you're subscribed to, um, and it was throughout. They were just kind of summarizing some interesting articles that were put out over 2011. It was the top ten worst states for retirees. Do you, uh-huh. have, do you have it there? Do you? Do you I do not dance? have it. You want to shuffle? What do I you don't have it do? in front of me. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So it's just saying that some states, you know, offer attractive tax benefits for retirees while others don't. And they ran through the worst, you know, they call them tax hells here, um, <laughs> <laughs> as the magazine stated. And uh, many are in the Northeast United States. But um, I'm going to leave out the political rhetoric. But the number one worst they have is Vermont. Um, says something about the only state here with the Socialists Congress, uh, Socialist in Congress. I don't know about all that, but uh, it says that uh, there are no exemptions for retirement income except for railroad benefits, which are exempted in every state. And uh, the magazine had reported pensions are fully taxed. It imposes a 9% tax on prepared food, restaurant meals, and lodging, and levies a 10% sales tax on alcoholic beverages. And I think that alone would keep you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. You're not an, uh, Ethan's not an alcoholic. He enjoys <laughs> a beverage on occasion. I drink responsibly. No, family functions and such. Sure. Minnesota was number two. In the in the in the list here among the worst, uh, yeah, it says that uh, um, pensions are taxable regardless of where you where your pension was earned. Income tax rates are high, and sales tax can reach nine point five three percent in some cities. There, how high? Nine point five three percent in some cities in, oh. in uh, Minnesota. It's sales tax, you said, right? That's right, mi amigo. That's like it is in Seattle, pretty much. Uh, number three was Nebraska. I'm hearing some chatter in the background, Neither Nebraska. Those are just voices. <laughs> I hear them all the time. <laughs> they help keep me on the straight and narrow. Right. Nebraska, um, again here, real estate is assessed at 100% of farm, fair market value on the real estate tax. Really? Do you like that? I'm surprised by that. Uh, there are no tax breaks for Social Security benefits and, and or military pensions in the Cornhusker state there. Nebraska imposes an inheritance tax on all transfers of property and annuities. What's the best state? They're skewering you, me and What's me. What's the best states? Well, no, I can just read through the worst real quick. We don't really have... Oh, right. you, want me, you want me to stop I in the like, middle of the... I like some good news. Oh, okay. we got, right. we got about a minute left is all I'm saying. Okay. Well, number four was Oregon. Number five, California. Okay. Number six, uh, Maine. Seven, Iowa. Eight, Wisconsin, and ten, Connecticut for the worst. You know, I guess there's only 50, so, you know. What are you going to do, huh? do? All right, the ten, uh, ten good places. I'll just quickly read. Billings, Montana. Sounds like it's right up your alley. Ready up. Uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Doral, Florida. Henderson, Nevada. Juneau, Alaska. Manchester, New Hampshire. Nashville, Tennessee. Sioux, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Spokane, Washington. Hey, Spokane. All right, here. And uh, Stafford, Texas, being places that have reasonably good tax uh, treatment. So if you're retiring, you want to save a couple of coins. You don't want to throw it all out in taxes. Consider moving to Spokane, it sounds like. Spokane's where you want to be, Ethan. Yeah. Um, well, Nashville. I, a lot of things you can do for taxes. Moving is pretty extreme, but there are some other things you can do for to help oh. eliminate or avoid, not eliminate, but avoid taxes. Uh, yeah. or, or defer taxes and things, especially as you enter retirement. Um, so, 
Perhaps we can talk more about that. In our, in, yeah, on like maybe show. moving to Alaska if you didn't, you know, weren't prepared for that, could be a little extreme. If you were really in a hot, hot place, right? Yeah, I probably wouldn't be inclined to do that. Well, you're not very flexible. Well, sometimes <laughs> that's true. All right, how much time do we have, Simon? I think we're wrapping it up. Market was up a little today, so it's good. Indeed, you got that going for you. Let's let's hope that the market uh, finishes strong here the rest of the year. Yeah, let's hope it does. Let's hope it does. Well, thanks for the day, Ken. Yeah, and uh, remember, visit us if you want to talk uh, to us about how we can help you personally. We have a variety of ways we do that: planning and investment advice. And I guess we don't get compensated selling products. Or any of that kind of jazz. So you can give us a call at 1-800-923-4307. That's the number at the firm. Oh, there it is. I guess that's it. Right on. There's the music. There it is. We'll see you next week. All right. Oh, and have a a great Christmas. Happy holidays and Kwanzaa and all that kind of stuff. All right. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week.